0: Audi hi-ho, neighbors. It's time for that audio devotional panel podcast extravaganza. We've been going through 2 Corinthians as a faith family, and today we're joined by a phenomenal couple. So who am I with today? First of all, I'm Steve Durr. And I'm Fun Size Steve, sharing a mic with Steve Durr today. And we're here with...
1: Tanya Colbury.
0: And Boyd Colbury. So what we're doing is we're just having some conversation about Second Corinthians. And some different things we've been looking at are what are the things that Paul was saying to the people in Corinth that was, you know, specifically to them, but also reading this passage and saying, wow, there's stuff for us. In the midst of it. So why don't we go to each of you and just kind of share a little bit about, like, what is it that caught your attention so far in the midst of these readings about what was shared? Um, maybe it was originally to the Corinthians, but God's kind of gotten your attention through that. So why don't we start uh, with you, Tanya?
1: Yeah. As I was reading through um, the, the third chapter today, it just spoke to me about how I am a living letter. And my life is a living witness and um, how important that is. And I just, Void and I were discussing today, um, this morning, having a devotional and, and, you know, work is work, right? And um, the devotional was about uh, doing your work as unto the Lord. And um, so we were like, yeah, we're going to. Go in there, get into the office, and we're going to do our work to the Lord, you know, as unto the Lord. And then... I know more than sign into work and...
2: And you both, just to clarify, you guys both work from home. So you have the benefit of like having your staffing together right there, pray (laughs) up, and then you just walk into the same office.
1: We have separate offices, which is nice. You know, it's not like we have to be together 24 seven. So anyway, I sign into work and find out that my boss is quitting, which I just really like her. And I start complaining to another coworker about it. And, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm not being the living letter. I'm not being the living witness. I need to be for Jesus. And like how long
2: after you complained, did you catch yourself on that one? It was
1: quick. The Holy Spirit just immediately checked me on it. And
0: what does that look like for you when you sense the spirit getting your attention? Like some, someone might hear that and go, you know yeah. what is that like? I don't know if that's happened to me. So what does that look no, like? That's for you? a
1: really good question. Um, thank you for asking that. Um, I just feel like this—I don't know—kind of sick feeling in my stomach. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, don't give Jesus a black eye. Is kind of you know, you are, you are my representative, Tanya. You're my letter, You know. Um, so I just quickly. Um, sent her an email. And I basically just shared with her exactly what Boyd and I had talked about in the morning. And I said, I know, you know, I'm a Jesus follower. And I just, I have to let you know that I can't complain. And I I need to let you know that wasn't right. And, and she just said, oh, you are so nice to share that with me. And I understand and we're all stressed and it's okay. And um, I said, I know, but I just, I want to be an encouragement to you not, not somebody to complain. But. That's
2: so cool. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I would just imagine that most uh, people who aren't Jesus followers don't um, when they think of Jesus followers, they don't think of people who apologize and own their mistakes right off the bat.
1: So, <laughs> so you got
2: to paint a different picture of what that looks like. And I love them that she just gave you tons of grace with it. That's so yeah, cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and even if she hadn't, um I just think you know, and that's another thing that comes through, and i I don't want to you know like steal everybody's thunder, but there's another thing that came through while reading um the section here is that you know, I think we just have to be careful with our words as followers as well, um uh, the unbelievers um in the church or in the area of corinth um that did have the veil still on um you know, they could be going through things that. Um, losses of all sorts of kinds, you know, deaths or divorce or whatever, you know, even today's church. Um, And, you know, our words matter the way we say things.
0: That's really good. I I appreciate you sharing that. What I love about that is one of our values as a church family is being a living example, which means uh, sharing your life authentically. And I love that you were a letter to that uh, coworker in a way that said, yes, here's where I messed up, but you got to share how God got your attention, which then reveals a living relationship with God. And you, and, and, you know, by doing that, you get to share your faith in an accessible way. So I love, I love that. So Boyd, she just brought up the veil, right? The veil. So, um, you know, I don't know if you go around usually wearing a veil,
3: not typically, sometimes on the weekends. Come on.
0: Yeah, I let it go. I let it go. That kind of caught your attention in this passage. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Steve, it did.
3: It really did. It's all about the veil for me when was, as I read it. I, first of all, that, that comparison to, to Moses, I thought was really cool. Um, but for me, it was the 16th verse that got me. It was. But uh, when anyone tr- uh, turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And I was struck by so many gifts that the Lord has given me personally um, over time. Uh, but this was put in the context that it, it's another gift, but it's something that was taken away. And I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool, you know, in in the way that he framed that to You know, I I started thinking about, you know, it was intentional, you know, to 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 put it that way to these people in Corinth.
2: Yeah. You don't usually think of things being removed as a gift. Exactly. We usually tend to, you know, pout like toddlers when people Mm -hmm. take things from us. Exactly. Got to say, no, no, this is for your benefit. So how does that like how did you apply that then to your own life? What did that mean for
3: you? For me, it was I'm kind of a, you know, new to the I would say uh being being a jesus follower in being all in i guess i could say which is awesome yeah but you know i struggled for a long time with with the whole all of it and i'll be honest all of it i did and you know the holy spirit's just you know over time uh made a big difference for me that way um and slowly you know the veil has been kind of taken away i think for me it it got thinner and thinner. It's not like it went away. It just got thinner. I could see more, I could see through it, you know, and it's still there. It's still there. I'll be honest. I still have, I still have doubts. I still have tons of questions, but that's why this, this going through this Corinthian thing, I told Steve after the service last week, you know, it was just magnificent. It it speaks to somebody like, like me. And the process is different for
2: everybody. For some people, it's just like this, all of a sudden, this amazing experience, the veil's gone. They can yeah. see like clearly. And then for others, it's like just these slow steps of, we're just uh, slowly taking steps into Jesus's arms or like learning to trust what he's saying.
3: You almost feel like you, you earn them, you know, those little steps it, it, when I, <laughs> cause for me to take a step is a big deal. And I feel like I earned that one,
0: you know, for you when you've. Taken those steps, how, how have those come about? Is it recognized something new about Jesus? For me, it's all about my attitude. Um, because if I, I,
3: I used to come in to the whole notion and the whole conversation about uh, being a Christ follower uh, with a, a, kind of a hard, I guess I could say, a hard attitude, I almost wanted the discussion with you. I wanted to verbally spar with you. And I, I, I got to the point where I just said, how, how, Boyd, really, how, how is that serving you? Being around other Christ followers was a, was a very magnetic thing for me. You know, it was the, it was the whole notion of, I want what you got <laughs> and I I want it, you know, but I didn't, at the time, it didn't have the tools. And when life has been hard,
2: or when we've been hurt, honestly, I think that antagonism can be well deserved. But it's cool to hear how maybe Jesus was just melting that mm-hmm. sh- slowly
3: but surely for you. Yeah, it's it, the whole notion of how does the uh, Holy Spirit talk to you has always been um, a, a a real mystery to me because I'm I always marvel at people and say, oh, I heard the Holy Spirit told me this and that. And, you know, I've got good hearing. I really do. I've never, ever heard anything, nothing. And so I really had to really hone myself into how is the Holy Spirit working in me?
0: Yeah. And it might be different, like for other people, uh, it's it's different. So someone might have an image that comes to mind, kind of that sick feeling, maybe that internal nudge, like some pressure or almost like a momentum kind of pushing you towards something. Sometimes it might be someone hearing something internally or I, I know someone who's had an external experience like that. But I do think some for some people it's their gut, right? So I think it takes on different things.
3: I really resonated with you when you said that, that, that um, sort of momentum, I guess maybe maybe that's the word you use because the the, uh, Christ has always been a river for me. I never look up when I think about Christ. I always look down. I do because he's under, under me all the time.
0: The current. Yes. So then trust becomes lifting your legs up and going with the current. Exactly.
3: Exactly. I, I, it's always been that way for me, you know, but that's, that's what I learned to I've learned to feel is that, that current.
0: That's great. Well, thank you both so much for sharing from your own personal life, uh, what you, how God's been getting your attention through the passage and the passages we've been going through. And so why don't we have um, Steve Thompson, you want to close us in prayer? I'm delighted to.
2: Well, Father God, uh, first of all, I pray just your richest blessings on Tanya and Boyd and continue to uh, both draw them together, but write a beautiful letter uh, in their lives that just fully reflects you. And Father, we are praying that for all of us. where, wherever we're feeling insecure about hearing your voice or or knowing where you're moving, would you just continue to gently guide us to know, oh, there it is, that it is, and confirm within us how you're speaking to us. And then for those of us who maybe have been in, in the way for a long time and have learned to recognize your voice, uh, give us the courage to continue to, to take whatever steps you might be asking of us right now. Um, lead us out of our comfort zone into the richness and fullness of life in your kingdom. We
1: are signing up for the adventure. So thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.